Some trees are better for hugging than others. At the top of my list, birches, oaks, and maples. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. There are a few wild animals in any region that are so common we come to overlook them. Pigeons come to mind in cities, and squirrels just about everywhere. When I was a kid, I rarely saw wild turkeys, but now I see them almost daily from spring through fall. I see them so often now that I rarely spare a second glance. In early September, though, two flocks comprised of leggy young poults and just a few adults lined both sides of a long stretch of my road. I laughed at what seemed like a welcome home committee applauding my arrival after a long day of work. That chuckle and pause helped me notice the beautiful iridescent coloring of some of their feathers, which was a helpful reminder of the beauty we can miss if we don't take the time to really see our surroundings. Another species in my area that has become common enough to almost ignore is the white-tailed deer. Because we are so trained to diligently watch deer along the roadways to avoid collisions, you have surely looked at them. But have you really seen them? If so, you may have noticed a subtle shift in their coloration recently. Before Europeans settled in across Maine, there were actually few white-tailed deer here. Thick forests, harsh winters, and the presence of top predators like wolves and cougars here kept white-tailed deer farther south, leaving ample room for vast herds of moose and woodland caribou. But once these new humans to the area started clearing forests, greatly increasing deer foraging areas, and extirpated the wolves and cougars, deer started feeling a lot more at home in Maine, and their range spread northward. Today, northern Maine is close to the northernmost end of their range, which is limited by the severity of winters. White-tailed deer are not particularly well adapted to deep snow, but they can deal with the cold weather quite well. That first crisp, cool breeze that hits us in late August has us scrambling for that favorite soft, warm layer we haven't needed since early June. We also start turning to warmer, more unctuous meals as fall increases its grip. Likewise, deer engage in a diet and costume change. They work to eat enough to store up enough fat, sometimes 25% of their total weight in ideal circumstances, before winter arrives. They also change from that light red jacket of a summer evening to a thick and insulating grayish coat for winter. If you have ever compared photos of deer in the winter and deer in the summer, you will notice that they are different colors. Their summer coat is much more rusty in color, and the hairs themselves are much thinner and shorter, thick enough to reduce bites from insects, but not so thick as to make them too warm. They are losing that summer coat now in favor of a much thicker, two-layered winter coat. This grayer winter coat helps them blend into the more subtle winter color palette of whites and grays. The underfur in a deer coat functions similarly to down feathers in birds or in our winter jackets. It helps insulate, trapping warm air next to the body. On top of that underfur are guard hairs, stiff and hollow hairs that reduce the impact of wind and precipitation, just like that waterproof and windproof layer on a ski jacket. So much of winter comfort, and survival for most species, comes down to having the right layers. And as deer show us, now is the time to make sure you have the right layers ready for when the days turn inevitably colder. Now is a good time to finish knitting that sweater that you started last winter. 
And the next time you see a deer, see if you can notice the subtle shift in coat color and texture. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. (laughs) 